0: The show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berende, And today I have with me the lovely Miss Sarah Getoff. And we are going to be discussing, unraveling, revealing to you the key to successful relationships. This is going to be a good one. Let me tell you a little bit about Sarah before we get started. Sarah Getoff, with lots of lovely letters after her name, um, loves being a psychotherapist and a parenting expert columnist. She chose this work for the same reason that she became a gardener. She is inspired by every living being's desire to grow. and love that. With over 20 years of experience, Sarah offers in-person sessions at her office in Northampton, Massachusetts, and works remotely with people all over the world. Whether providing parenting consultations, couples' individual counseling, parenting support groups, or Get Unstuck With EFT tapping groups, Sarah offers a profoundly transformative and non-judgmental environment for her clients. Welcome to the show today, Sarah. Thank you, Tatiana, thank you for having me. Absolutely, fun fun to have you here, full circle. Um, So before we dive in, To the topic today, will you please tell our listeners what your superpowers are?
0: Yes. Uh, One of my superpowers is that I have found this wonderful technique that I use both on myself because it's a self help tool and also with my clients because I teach it to them and use it in session. And it is just incredibly powerful for helping people to release long-held emotional pain self-limiting beliefs and emotional triggers and it really feels like a superpower in the sense that it feels like I'm practically doing magic with my clients because it's such a simple tool but it's also so powerful and people who are a good fit for it get results very very quickly and very profoundly and so I I just feel so blessed to have learned it and to be able to use it. And I have completely transformed my own life with it. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was thinking about this question, you know, in terms of superpowers. And and really the other one that I think about the most um, in terms of what I'm the most proud of that I have been able to do uh, is raise a daughter who is now 15 and I've raised her without punishment, without threats, without rewards, uh, with really using the relationship um, to help her become a wonderful person. And she is. She's wow. she's kind and she's strong and she's academically motivated and she chooses wonderful friends and she's loving and she's doing exciting and interesting things. and. So the other part of the work that I do is with parents. You know, I work with couples and individuals, and also parents, and I help them to raise their children without the need for threats or bribes or punishments, and to still raise children who are behaving well and who feel good about themselves and who are good citizens in the world. Um, so those those feel like my two superpowers, and I'm so blessed in the sense that. I get to do them both all day. I get to make a living using them. <laughs> yeah, that's the best, right? It's wonderful.
1: Hmm. Um, so I I actually, we are going to circle back around to parenting because, you know, this is the key. We, we are talking about the key to successful relationships here. And while I do want to talk about you know, your first superpower, you were, you know, I'm assuming you were talking about EFT as your, your little magic trick that you have that you use with your clients.
0: Yes. EFT, which stands for emotional freedom technique. And I can tell you and your listeners more about what that is and how it works whenever you like, but yeah. Why don't you you
1: give us, why don't you give us a brief, um, a brief download of the overview for people listening in who aren't familiar with EFT and don't know what it is. Um, And then we'll go to a quick break and we have a lot to talk about after the breaks, but yeah, let us, tell us, tell us about EFT. What is it? Where does it come from?
0: Yes, I would be glad to. This is the description that I give to new clients when they're coming into my office and I'm going to help them understand what I'm going to be doing with them. So in more traditional psychology and psychotherapy, We understand that the things that have happened to us in the past affect our thoughts and our feelings, right? If we're raised by a parent who tells us that we're stupid all the time, we're going to question our intellectual abilities. We're going to have a difficult time succeeding in school and in life. And EFT understands that too, but we add one component, which is that those things that have happened to us or been said to us, the emotional residue of them or the triggers, as I like to call them, are also stored in our bodies as a disruption in our energy systems. Mm -hmm. And EFT recognizes the same energy system that acupuncture does, the meridian system. But we don't use needles as acupuncture does. We use gentle tapping or just gentle pressure with one's own fingers on one's own body. So I'm not touching any of my clients. They do it on themselves. And we use those pressure points while accessing some of the emotions to release them out of the system so they're not affecting us anymore. Mm. And for EFT purposes I think of an emotional issue or a theme as like a tree. A lot of people come to me with anxiety problems and so I use anxiety as an example and we can tap on or release on the things that are happening currently that are anxiety provoking But that's like trying to get a tree out by going at it from the leaves and the uppermost branches, right? We want to get it from the early roots, which are those early experiences that created the anxiety in the first place. Mm -hmm. And once we start to release those early triggers out of the body, then people become anxious in direct proportion to what's actually happening in the moment without all of the residue of the old anxiety that's stored in the body. Right. And we've all had the experience of like, say we're in a fight with our partner and we get really angry at our partner for something that they did. And we actually realize that we're getting angry in a way that's out of proportion. And it's sort of like, oh, you, you know, that's just like what my father used to do or you're just like my mother or whatever. And that's why we get so much angry than we would otherwise, because all that other stuff is stored in there.
1: Sure. And we're responding to the original trigger, not actually what's happening directly in front of us in the moment.
0: Right. It's like both, but maybe it's like 20 percent what's happening in the moment and 80 percent the original trigger. Right. And so we're over responding, Mm overreacting. And most of us have also had the experience of a half an hour later, we think, oh, darn, I I wish I hadn't said that. Right. I would have found so much better if I had said this instead. So in most cases, it's not that we didn't know what the better thing to say would have been. It's that we can't use those better skills when we are so triggered.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so what EFT does is it helps release out of the body the emotional pain created by the thing that mom used to do or the thing that dad used to do so that then we can respond in proportion to what's happening in the moment. And that changes everything. And how does it work? Like, how
1: does that happen? How does it release stuff from the body? Yes,
0: yes. So there are energy meridians in the body, energy pathways that get blocked. And by using the gentle pressure, the tapping on the end points of the pathways, the energy pathways, the end points are called the meridians. And by using gentle tapping, just like acupuncturists use a needle, right? We use gentle tapping. We're really just stimulating the energy pathway to move more freely. So that the blockages that have been stored in the system can be released, and it's really you, quite simple and elegant.
1: You mentioned at the beginning that um, there it's there are some people who for whom it's a good fit, and how do you tell if it's a good fit for you or not?
0: Well, I know within a couple sessions at the most, uh, because. I make things very measurable with my clients. So when they come in to me for a first session, we make a list of what would they like to have change in their lives. And they might say, well, I'd like to be more patient with my kids. Uh, I'd like to feel more sexy with my partner. I'd like to, uh, you know, fight less with my partner. And I'd like to feel more creative and energized at work. Right. And so then we measure those things how creative and energized are you currently feeling right how sexy are you currently feeling how patient are you feeling on a scale of zero to ten and they rate for themselves how they're feeling and for me Mm -hmm. and then we do some eft and usually within one or two sessions for the vast majority of people they start to feel a shift we don't necessarily resolve everything in one or two sessions right these are often lifelong issues that have been developing over a lifetime so it takes uh uh, you know it depending on how long the person has been troubled by it and how traumatic it is or whether it's just a little disturbing it takes a different amount of time but Mm -hmm. much much faster than talk therapy alone and because i make it very measurable we know if it's working or not we know very quickly and i have so much success with my clients because the the method is so powerful that I offer a money-back guarantee. I'm actually the only therapist that I've ever heard of who offers a money-back guarantee because that is how effective this method is. People don't tend to ask for the money back because it works. They're also, you know, I've been doing this for many years and so I have begun to see the people for whom it does not seem to be a good fit. And they tend to be the people who are so profoundly out of touch with their emotions that they don't even know what they're feeling Mm. and they can't talk about what they're feeling. Um, and those are, those folks don't come through my office very often. So the the vast majority of people who come through my office are a good fit for EFT.
1: So cool. Well, we are, um, we do have to go to a quick break and we are going to talk about having a better sex life with EFT when we come back and also better relationships. Cause we like to talk about those things on this show. Um, but before we go to break, will you please tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and your work?
0: Yes. My website is Sarah get And that's S A R A H G E T O F. Dot .com you can also call me directly at 413 586 3653 and if you go to my website uh, you can sign up on the homepage subscribe to my newsletter and get free tips for parenting successful relationships romantic relationships and also for using EFT at home and if you call me you can receive a free 20 minute phone consult about how I might, you know, what's happening for you and how I might be able to be of support to you.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. We are talking with Sarah Getzoff about the key to successful relationships more when we get back. Stay tuned. your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the superpower net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right, we're back. So I am particularly curious how, I mean, I have a sense because I, I know from working with clients, how triggers show up in the bedroom. Um, and i'm also just a very curious person and profoundly curious as to how you use eft with your clients when it comes to blocks that can come up around their sexual expression either with themselves with their partners what what are how does that present and and how do you usually guide clients through using eft to work through some of those blocks
0: yeah that's a wonderful question and it absolutely does you know, our emotional triggers absolutely show up in the bedroom because they show up everywhere that we are. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, just right off the top of my head, I can think of several different ways that um, EFT can help to help people feel more alive, more sensual, more empowered, more sexy in the bedroom. Because what we release when we're working with EFT are triggers. We release emotional pain. We release self-limiting beliefs. We release guilt. We release shame. We release, you know, stories that we have about ourselves that aren't true and that aren't helpful. So, for instance, you know, if we're struggling with our body image, that's going to show up in the bedroom, right? If we're not feeling uh, beautiful, if we're not feeling virile, if we're not feeling sexy, if we think we're too fat or we're too thin or our breasts are too this or our penis is too that, right? Then we're not going to be able to show up in our best way Mm -hmm. during sex, right? Or during any kind of intimate interaction. So what EFT can do is it helps release that old story, right? We get to the early places where that story got formed, where that, you know, was someone commenting negatively on one's body growing up? Were, Were parents always weighing themselves and making you weigh yourself, right? Whatever the stuff is that, created the body image problem we release that at the earliest root and as that frees up the person feels good in their body and then they're able to be more sensual confidence level right ability to communicate is important for healthy and mutually satisfying sexual relationships right i've got to be able to say what it is that feels good you know, here, not there, slower, not faster, right? We've got to be able to talk to each other. Do you like this? Do you not like this? And if we don't have a confidence to do that, if we're too shy or we're too quiet or we've been told not to use our voice or we've been socially conditioned to believe that, you know, we're not allowed to ask for what we want, then that's going to be challenging, right? So then EFT goes and finds, well, where did you come to believe that? right? What did you, or for men, you know, often men get conditioned that they're just supposed to know. They're supposed to just know how to please a woman if they're, if they're straight, right? They're just supposed to magically be wonderful lovers. Well, that's not realistic, right? right? We have to, we have to be able to ask, every woman is, wants something different, right? Yeah. Every foot is different. Every breast is different in its sensitivity level. So we have to be able to from one day to the next. (laughs) And sometimes from one day to the next with the same woman. Exactly. Or the same man, if they're with a man, whoever, right. Whatever the sort of partner constellation is, we need to be able to talk to each other. And so whatever gets in the way of talking and, and being a good listener, right. Whatever our assumptions are about what we're supposed to already know those are just stories that we have and they're usually based in fear or shame or guilt or whatever. So EFT finds the core root of that. And when we release it, suddenly we're more free to say,
1: oh my gosh, tell me what you want. Let's experiment, right? Here's what I want. So do your clients, this is maybe like a strange question, but I'm just, I'm a curious person, uh, which is why I love having a podcast show where I get to yeah. ask people lots of questions. Um Do your clients, like, are they, like, laying in bed, dealing with their stuff, tapping on their face? Like, is that, like, are they actually using it in the moment? Or is it more like they work through it in session with you? Like, I'm just really curious about the particulars of that.
0: Well, it depends on the client. I mean, certainly we do it in session. And there are some clients who do not want to tap at home or they want to tap at home, but like any other self-care habit, it's hard to get in the habit. And so they would like to, but they don't really get around to it. And so we just get work done in session and, you know, they come as often as they come. Some come weekly, some come bi-weekly, some come, you know, once a month. Um, And so the progress that they make is in session. The good news about EFT is that when you're doing deep releasing, it's the progress sticks. So we start to clear an issue. Once we get that one all the way cleared, it doesn't come back again. We're now working on another issue, right? But then I have plenty of clients who do like to tap in between sessions at home. Uh, They use it in a variety of ways. They can use it, as you describe, in the moment when they're upset. I have lots of people who will say, you know, I'm in the middle of a fight with my partner, and I'll say, I need to talk to you about this later, and I need some time to myself, and they'll go in their room, and they'll do some tapping to release some of that anger so that when they go back to talk about it, they can do so in a more effective and respectful way. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there are also people who kind of create session time for themselves outside of my sessions. You know, they'll just say, I'm going to tap, you know, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday after I do my meditation, or I'm going to tap for, you know, half an hour before I go into my appointment with Sarah to get things moving or whatever works for them.
1: Can you do it wrong?
0: Well, you can mit, You can be on the wrong points, um, but it's a very it's a very simple technique once someone learns it uh, properly. Um, mm-hmm. So they're, you know. Let's see. Can you do it wrong? Well, you you have to be on the right, the correct points, and you have to kind of distinguish are you trying to release from the earliest roots or are you using it for symptom relief it can mm-hmm. be used both ways
1: but you're measuring different results if you're if you're tapping for something more present versus something that's older right
0: yes very different results you can mm-hmm. use it for symptom relief like if you're at a dinner party and somebody's you know got you upset because they're acting just like your uncle bob used to act at thanksgiving and you hated uncle bob you know, and you've only got two minutes and you want to get yourself calmed down and get back to the dinner party Well, you go in the bathroom and you do some tapping on, you know, I'd like to just feel better and get back there and enjoy myself, right? But the next time, that's basically symptom relief. And if you do it that way, the next time that same person doing that same thing or the next time you see Uncle Bob, you're going to be just as upset as you were the last time. But if you do it with the intention of, Doing the deeper healing, releasing it all the way back to the origins with Uncle Bob, then it gets uh, less and less powerful as a trigger. And so, the next time you see that same person, you're not as triggered by them. Mm. So those are the, you know, those are the distinctions that I teach people how to use EFT more effectively. You know, and, and with those distinctions in session. Um, but once you learn how to do it, you know, it's not
1: complicated. Right, and so
0: it's pretty hard to do it wrong once you've had some basic instruction in it.
1: Very cool. Now, um, what are some of like the most profound transformations that you either have personally experienced or witnessed with your clients using this technique?
0: Well, personally, I used to be a very anxious person. Like just baseline, wake up in the morning, resting face anxious. Mm-hmm. And I'm absolutely not anymore. And that I owe entirely to EFT. That's and, so cool. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, life without anxiety is wonderful. And it doesn't mean, you know, like the example that I gave um, in the very beginning, when I was describing EFT, it doesn't mean that I never get anxious in my life, right? If my daughter contracts Lyme disease and I have to help her heal from it, I get anxious about that, right? If, mm-hmm. if I were to, Become disabled and unable to work, I would be anxious about that. But what happens when you release the long held anxiety, right? When you're not baseline anxious, is that when something comes along that is anxiety provoking, you feel anxious, but you also can use all your skills to cope with it, to deal with it, to get through it. And then you're done. It doesn't store itself in your body and become one more sort of piece of evidence that
1: the world is not a safe place, right? Sure. Do you use it? Um, I'm. I just. I'm I'm curious if you use it or you have used it with children. Also, like you know, because so much of what we're clearing are these experiences that we've had from childhood, and and I think there's a lot of us who are you know pretty conscious in our in our parenting, and we want to do things differently than the way that we were parented, and we don't want to. Have our our children holding and storing traumatic events that might occur, is there a way to use this sort of like right away after something happens with a child to help them clear it?:
0: Yes, absolutely. I call that clear as you go. Mm-hmm. and we can use it with children to help them clear as they go, so they're not storing the troubling things that happen to them, and we can use it on ourselves to clear as we go, because the older we are the more old stuff we need to clear, but we've also got stuff happening all the time as we go forward. So we want to keep kind of clearing that off as we go as well. And you also were asking, you know, in my own life and also with my clients, what are sort of the, some of the major transformations I've seen? And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in some ways I, I'm overwhelmed by the question because there are so many that it's sort of like, where do I be? And I've been doing this for a long time, but, um, You know, I've helped people to be no longer suicidal. I've helped people to release rape trauma so that they can feel safe in the world and enjoy themselves in the bedroom and trust their partner who is loving and safe and, you know, respectful. Um, And obviously not the person who raped them. Um, You know, I've helped uh, parents to release the painful effects of the ways that they were parented so that they can parent their own children differently. Mm-hmm. So for instance, someone who was raised by a very, very strict parent, and as a result, has become very, very lenient with their child in
1: mm-hmm. reaction.
0: And so now their child thinks they can run the household and is mm-hmm. running them up. And so I've helped them to find their balance so that they can set respectful and appropriate and you know, positive limits with their child, and then their child's behavior improves. I've helped people to save their marriages. I felt people to leave their marriages because they really needed to get out and they were afraid to and re- release the fear. So you name it. The The man who created EFT, Gary Craig, his motto was try it on everything. <laughs> and I have. I have tried it on everything personally and professionally, every issue that every person has brought into my office. And I have yet to bump up against the edge of where it can be helpful because what it does is it releases painful emotional triggers. And so we all have those and they affect pretty much every aspect of our lives and they show up everywhere.
1: Yeah. And now you do have to go into the pain of that original trigger though to really unearth it and and remove it with this technique, right?
0: Oh, I'm so glad you asked that Tatiana because no, actually you don't have to. That is one way to do it and sometimes people find that to be more healing because sometimes it can be very healing to talk about what happened, to have someone who's caring and skillful and experienced listening to you and and wanting to know and believing you and supporting you through remembering what happened. And so that's one way to release. But often when there has been trauma, one does not necessarily want to relive that, right? Right, It's
1: re-traumatizing to go back
0: yeah exactly that can be flooding that can be re-traumatizing that can deepen the grooves and actually make things worse Mm -hmm. right the more we talk about something the more we cement it in our neural pathways Mm -hmm. in our you know in our mind and so there are ways that I can use EFT to help the person to consciously and purposefully distance from the trauma and we're releasing it while we're actually talking about something else and so that helps them to not get flooded or re-traumatized by it. And the numbers still move. So they still report that they feel better and that the symptoms of that trauma, the manifestations of that trauma are starting to reduce. So yeah, it's it's a really wonderful method. And in fact, one of the one of the other things I love about this method is that it can work for people who really are so not interested in therapy because they don't really want to talk about their feelings at all. Um, you know, I've had young men, young teenage men um, come into my office who like, you know, they don't want to talk to a therapist. necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Some teenage guys would, but you know, these, I've had a couple of guys who are like, that's the last thing they want to do in the world. Mm-hmm. Go and talk about their feelings to a therapist. And So I had one guy who um, we released a bunch of stuff for him that he never told me about. I just said, you know, you can talk about it or not. It's up to you. And he was like, yeah, no. And I said, okay, well, how many things are there? Right. And he said seven. And we just numbered them one through seven, you know, and he knew which they were. And I said, which one do you want to work on first? And we just released them one at a time. And because EFT, it, it's working on the energy system in the body the body knows where this stuff is being held and he was using the method it's just like as if he were using it at home i was just showing him how to do it i don't have to know what my client is releasing on now most of my clients they're coming to me because they also want to be able to talk about it and so most you know the vast majority of the time i do know what we're releasing on but if somebody ever didn't want to tell
1: me that works fine too and how do you how do you have them then measure the results if you don't know what they're releasing on? How does that part work?
0: Well, because they know what they're releasing on and they can still give me a number. Uh-huh. So how, how upsetting is it, right? Or what emotions are attached to it? Is it about fear? Is it about anger? Is it about shame? And if they don't want to mention that, that's okay too. They can write it on a piece of paper that I never see uh-huh. and they can give it a number. No one's ever refused to tell me what the number is because that doesn't have to be private, right? Right, right. So, you know, they'll say, yeah, I don't want to talk about what it is, but it's something I feel guilty and ashamed of and it's at a nine. And I'll say, okay, let's do a couple releases. Now, what number is it at? And they will say, wow, that's weird. It's more like a six. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. next week, we'll do a few more. Anything that can come from a nine to a six, can come from a six to a three the next week and a three to a zero.
1: That's very cool and fun. I love, I love all of the little techniques and tricks that exist out there. And I love, I love knowing about the effective ones. Um,
0: there are some pretty amazing ways to heal long-held pain that many people don't even realize that they can be free of. Yeah. I people come into my office and they say, oh, yeah, I, I, mean, I know I'm going to be dealing with, with this for the rest of my life, but at least I can make some progress on it. And I say, Oh, no, we're going to make a lot of progress on it. <laughs> you know, you, you do not have to you do not have to be dealing with this for the rest of your life, we can heal this completely. And often I have people who don't even believe me. And I say, that's okay. You don't have to believe me, you know, just we'll we'll just work on it until you start to feel better. And then they start to feel better and little by little they go wow really this is getting better and better and better
1: yeah and for for those listening i have i have known many people who sing sarah's praises um about the effectiveness of her work so i know she's she's not just blowing smoke this is this is true um and you've been doing it for such a long time too
0: I just feel very blessed to have been able to find this method. I didn't, I didn't create it. I can't, you know, take credit for it. Um, I just feel really blessed to be able to use it. It just keeps my work so exciting.
1: Well, and I also like, I think that that's true. And I think there, there is also something to be said for the space that certain practitioners hold. And I while well, i believe in the effectiveness of of techniques i actually i i don't know that they're that they that they work with the same efficacy across the board um, with different people holding the space if that makes sense you know i think that there i think you do get a little credit in there for the work that that you do in the space that you hold for people and how you employ the technique with them
0: well you know a hammer works You know, to put a nail into the piece of wood, but a hammer in the hands of someone who doesn't know how to use it well, isn't going to get that nail into that piece of wood. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Or it's going to get at an angle or it's going to bend it or whatever.
0: Right. So, yes, there's, you know, any tool I think needs to be in the right hands to to work its best. Yeah. Um, And, you know, therapy is is part technique and it's part relationship Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so the relationship piece is is certainly very important people are going to be much more likely to be able to share you know their deepest pain and and get healing around it if they feel safe and they feel cared about and they feel that the environment is not judgmental and you know, that they can really be who they are and be met where they are before trying to move to a different place within themselves. Um, so, you know, I really, I love this work so much. I feel so honored to sit with people in their journey. And I feel so honored to be allowed into people's pain, you know, and their mm-hmm. desire to heal and their desire to grow. And I take that honor very seriously and um and I really I really care very deeply about my clients so you know I hope that they can feel that and I think that they can and they they keep coming so I assume that they feel that um, mm-hmm. and um yeah I just I just I feel blessed to do the work but at the same time uh you know for your listeners who Uh, you know, maybe can't afford a therapist or maybe feel too shy to call a therapist. They can still get benefit from EFT. Um, You know, they can, if they want my version of it, there's a download on my website store that they can get, but if they want to get it for free, they can find it for free online Mm -hmm. and they can just try it and, and, you know, follow along online and just do some healing because Although it is certainly, I think, preferable and you'll probably get more and better work done with a professional. That's not to say that they can't get some some relief just all on their own. Um, and I, you know, I encourage people to to do whatever they can to begin to feel better and, and heal that pain.
1: Yeah. So one I, th- I think you've actually. Oh,
0: yep. Yeah, continue. Sorry. Can I, may I say one more thing? Because yeah. just as a disclaimer is that. Um, the one thing that I would want to just caution people about, about doing it on your own is that um, it is deep healing. And so sometimes in the process of releasing, sometimes memories can come up and emotions can come up that had previously been kind of tucked away. Mm -hmm. And so things can feel temporarily more painful. And so the, you know, people just need to know that if that happens, it does not mean that EFT made things worse for you. It means that this is ready to heal and ready to release. And the answer is to keep releasing it. Don't stop.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And those are some of the reasons why it's, it's better to be with a professional who, you know, knows how to use the hammer.
1: For sure. I couldn't agree with you more. I think on, however we're choosing to embark on our healing journey, if we're doing it correctly, it likely will bring up more stuff because it's like you you clear, you clear stuff out and then more is going to come to the surface because it, it wants to heal. It wants to complete it. It wants resolution and you've created the space now um, and the decompression to allow that to occur. And sometimes it does feel worse before it feels better. And, but the, but the better after afterwards is so much better. It's like, so much better so much better
0: so much better and the professionals know how to protect people from it being re-traumatizing or bleeding exactly. you know,
1: yeah exactly um so we have a, a few more minutes and i did just want to touch on your second superpower that you mentioned at the beginning of this interview about talking about your daughter um you know, obviously that, that could be a, an interview in and of itself around parenting, which we, we might want to entertain the, the idea of. And um, I'm just so curious if you could give our listeners just a, a flavor of, you know, when you say that you raised a child without punishment, without reward, um, what did you do differently?
0: You know, I would love to do a whole podcast on this, Tatiana, because I could, I mean, literally, I could just talk for hours about parenting. And I, you know, I I do, I give workshops on parenting. I have workshops on my website that can be downloaded about parenting. I do parenting, you know, work with people in person. I just, I, it's an absolute passion of mine. Um, And being a parent has been just the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Uh, you know, ch- certainly challenging at times, no doubt, um, but so rewarding. So, ah, gosh, you know, what do I do instead of punishment? Well, so, so here's an example. Um, you know, if you're out at a um, if you're out at a park with a child, and the child does not want to leave the playground right? And uh, say you're out with a three-year-old. This is a very common occurrence, right? The three-year-old does not want to leave the playground. And you say to three-year-old, five more minutes and we're leaving. And then five minutes go up by and you say, come on, it's time to go. And they say, no, I don't want to. And you say, come on, it's time to go. No, I don't want to. You know, often, you know, what punishment would look like, right? Is the parent saying, well, now you're not allowed to have ice cream, right? Or they go over the the swing and they hit the kid because they're not listening or, uh, you know, any form of punishment, right. Or a bribe would be, well, if you come now, I'll give you ice cream when we get home. Right. The approach that does not use either punishment or a bribe or a threat would be to go up to the three-year-old on the swing, right. And gently lift them off the swing as they're saying, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. You, you're bigger than them, right? So you gently pick them up off the swing and you say, I know you don't want to, honey. You'd love to swing longer, but it's time to go. And you say all this as you are picking them up and walking them to the car and you're validating their feelings, right? You wish you could stay longer and then you buckle them up and you stick them in the car and you leave, right? And so that's not punishment. That's not Bribing, that's not threatening that's just time to go it's follow through it's follow through and if you if you do that from the very beginning right from the very beginning then your child understands that you are to be listened to you are to be respected and they are far
1: more likely to do as you say and what about i can just hear the people listening to this who are like well i didn't do that from the beginning i'm screwed what nope do do?
0: <laughs> nope I, uh, but so glad you brought that up. I work with parents of children of all ages to help them get the horse back in the barn. And no matter how long the horse has been out of the barn, when we discover the horse belongs in the barn, it's time to get the horse back in the barn. And it it is never too late. It is never too late. I, I'm, I, I help people at all stages and all ages, children, um, to begin improving the relationship from this point on. And there are certain, and this is what, you know, this is what I would love to talk about in the parenting podcast. Yeah, let's do
1: it. I think we need to do that.
0: Yeah, there are certain sort of developmental phases um, that ideally happen at certain ages, but they don't have to. to. You know, we can backtrack with our kids and teach them the things that we were not able to teach them because we just didn't know at the time, right? We all, as parents, we all do the very best we can at the moment. Why wouldn't we, right? We give our kids every skill we've got. But sometimes we learn skills later when we realize, oh, darn, if I'd known that then, right? But we can actually, there is a way that we can, you know, go back as an overstatement, but that we can still still teach those skills um, that weren't learned back then.
1: I love it. All right. Well, I just obviously, yes, more more to come. And I'm thinking actually of maybe having you on, on Laura's show, Superpower Mamas, to talk about um, all of your parenting brilliance because um, not that I wouldn't also love to to talk to you about it, but hers is a, is a great show as well.
0: I would love that. Thank you. Uh,
1: so I just want to say thank you again for taking the time out of your day to come and be with us here. Um, it's been so lovely to have this conversation with you and there's a lot of good stuff in there. So thank you.
0: Oh, thank you, Tatiana. It's always such a pleasure. Can I tell people my website one more time? Absolutely. So um, anyone who would like free parenting tips, free relationship advice, free EFT advice, uh, you can get that by subscribing to my newsletter on the homepage at sarahgetoff.com, S-A-R-A-H-G-E-T-O-F-F.com. And feel free to just call me for a 20-minute consult for free. Um, You know, pick my brain and let me know how I might be able to support you at 413-586-3653
1: and she's on the east coast if you need to you know a time zone to to, to check
0: in with us. yes right <laughs> east coast but available by phone by video chat you know and in person for folks who are on this end and Tatiana, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. And I so appreciate being on
1: your show. Thank you. Absolutely. It's been wonderful having you. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We really appreciate your support. If there are topics that we are not covering on this show that you want us to come hop into the superpowers or real group on Facebook. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you want more of. Um, We want to hear from you. So please come join us in there. Check out our programs page. Um, We've got some really fun new offerings there for individuals and couples. If you haven't taken a a moment to go look that up, you can go to superpowerexperts.com forward slash programs. There's some great stuff in there. And Again, just thank you so much for your support. We love you. We honor you. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover
0: your superpowers? Go now to SuperpowerExperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.